Welcome to the Powercast with Charlie Johnson. I'm one of the world's leading fitness and transformation coaches. I'm going to be providing you with the tools to build your ultimate body and mind. Pleasure today to have great friend Faisal, aka the dictator who likes to know, be known as on um, social media, who is a physique competitor or bodybuilding competitor who's lived in three continents, did you say? Yeah, three continents. Uh, so you're a prep coach, a therapist, posing coach, master of many a trades. You also helped me last year thoroughly when I was competing at uh, Body Power and at the Aldershot Show at the PTA. So yes, indeed. Yes, Interesting, you, my good. friend. How are you doing? Thank you so much for having me on the uh, on the podcast. Uh, it means means a lot to me. Uh, you know, especially knowing knowing how where you're heading in, in the business. I mean, one of the top guys now. <laughs> Too kind. And a lot like you've had played a big part in that in particular. Like last year, you had a, a very big influence, positive influence on me. So if um, I can't thank you for that, so that's sincerely from the bottom of my heart. <laughs> thank you. Um, so we went obviously have a bit of a run through about yourself. So who are you? Where are you from? What do you do, Faisal? <laughs> right, right. I came to England uh, in 2000. Actually, I came to study here. Uh, my father has been here for for quite a, a long time. Um, but before that I was living, uh, in, in America before that it was the Middle East. So I kind of, that's why, you know, the three continents, yeah. uh, I kind of grabbed the habit. The American twang you have. Yes. Yes. That's where the accent's from. A lot of people ask me like, you've been living in England for a long time. Are you ever going to get rid of that accent? It's not going to go that easy. I tried. <laughs> um, but, uh, yes, living in three continents, um, you know, I kind of, gathered the uh you know as i grew up now i start seeing the difference in eating habits and the the lifestyle you know the cultures and and it it it, it kind of uh you know helped me adapt a lot doesn't it i think say that again sorry it educates you a lot the more you travel oh, you know, definitely definitely uh, big education and it, and obviously start getting along with more people because obviously when you're sort of very multicultural you know you kind of get along with everyone and uh, now especially being a coach uh, I coach a lot of people from like different corners of, of, of the planet you know here's a good question because I see you speak a lot of languages and you all how many languages do you speak I speak well three but it's I say two and a half <laughs> the whole thing. Um, uh, you know, <laughs> no, my English is really good. Uh, it's my mother tongue, actually. Um, Arabic, I speak because of my family. Yeah. I speak a bit of Spanish, too, because of the uh, heritage. So, so it's oh. kind, of a, kind of a blessing. But I only write diets in, in, in English. <laughs> yeah, the Spanish market would be a good market to get into, though. I've been trying to work that one out. But my Spanish is... We'll so. see how it goes on that one, because, you know, it's, it's just as good as my Chinese. <laughs> so um obviously with yourself and your clients they're uh based a bit a little bit all over the place and what's very interesting about you obviously you've got a very strong uh arabic influence and we've obviously just come obviously through ramadan so i've had my own protocols in terms of how i work with clients uh -huh. uh, i think it'd be a fascinating conversation to find out how you've personally found uh managing clients through that period have you had anyone in contest prep during that or yeah, yeah. I mean, I I got a lot of people ready um, um, in in Iraq. Um, they were they were doing their nationals, and some of them uh, because the IFBB Pro League just managed to get to the north of Iraq, and they had their first show this year. And um, uh, men's physique. 
Uh, say that again. You had a pro card there. Uh, no, they didn't have a pro card actually. They they just had the show. Yeah. Uh, they've given out their the medals and then and you know the trophies, but there was no pro card yet. Uh, just because they couldn't fly, I think they couldn't fly the officials uh, that in, in the right time. I think or something like that. I didn't really know the the uh, the exact details, so I really can't say. Uh, but it, it was it was you know it was an IFBB Pro League um, uh, show. Uh, so I did get someone ready there. He got fourth in 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 two different categories. It was a you know last minute thing. Um, I I did I, I do have a lot of people from the Middle East, and. Um, uh, they're they're doing quite well. I mean, it's 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 since Q8 has kind of become the mecca of bodybuilding of of, of the East. Also um, in Dubai, the Dubai, uh, D- Dubai, yes. I mean, the the Emirates actually. I'm off there in July again. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful place. I mean, I think I think if you're if you're an athlete living in Dubai, you have no chance of being out of shape. You know, <laughs> it's it's that kind of place that you can't get out of shape. You know. Um, uh, but um, they, I think the Emirates had the first uh, men's physique um, uh, show in the Middle East complete. Yeah. Like they had the first ever men's physique. Uh, and I prepped, uh, uh, I'm sure everyone knows this guy. His name is AB, the guy with uh, with the big afro. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the youngest men's physique, Arabic men's physique competitor ever to stand on stage. And I was his coach being you know, honored you know, to be his coach. Uh, for the first show, he did the Arnold Classic after, and and uh, he 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 placed in in all shows basically. Um, so yeah, I mean that's the Middle East is becoming, you know, something huge when it because the Middle East is not even one country; it's it's yeah. quite a quite a big thing. Network. Yeah, it, exactly, exactly. And your name goes in one country, and it's it just uh, you know everyone would know who you are straight away. So you need to be very careful sometimes. <laughs> Make sure you, your name's held in high regard then. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. We try our best, you know. That dictator didn't come in really well over there in the beginning. You're like, oh, we just got rid of him now. And yeah, this guy comes in. The block. Yeah, there's a new kid on the block with that beard. I mean, I mean I'm shaved now, but, uh, um, you know, I had a, a lot of messages today. Like, what happened to your beard? Um, <laughs> Make, makes you look younger. Makes you look, look, look a lot younger. But um, with, the, with the dieting style of Ramadan, it's a... Uh, any specifics and how you'd set that up for someone? Yes. I mean, the, in, in Ramadan, um, uh, because you, as you, as probably everyone knows now that you, you can only eat between certain hours and it's mainly in the evening. So some of the pros or some of the guys who have, you know, don't have much work or they don't have, you know, nine to five jobs, they just switch the day around. So they sleep the whole day. And they just wake up uh, at night and just do whatever they used to do in the morning, but they switch it over to night. Uh, gym's open all night there then. Is everything open? Almost yes. Before? Yes. Gym's open uh, after, after they break their fast. Um, and uh, they, they close in the morning. Uh, yep. They close between certain times. They close. They, I think they open first thing in the morning, but then they close for like a good six hours or something. And then they open in the evening again. Um, but uh, the, the, the structure of, of dieting during Ramadan um, it's quite it's quite intense because at that at that month you can't actually build any muscle because the calorie intake isn't that high. You can't get nothing, can you really? So all it is is maintaining, and and it's you you, you know the the fluid. I mean, food is one thing, but it's it's the water that you you know you kind of get dehydrated during the day with that hot weather as well, especially being at this time of the year. Um, and Ramadan changes obviously goes backwards every every year. So if it's June this year, it'll be May next year. 
So, uh, you know, this, this kind of obviously becomes worse as they get, you know, the, the heat, you know, going with the heat. So uh, they use, they lose a lot of minerals as well. So, you know, as soon as what I do, the structure that I do usually with, with most of the guys is that as soon as they try to break their fast, I tell them get something really quick, like, uh, you know, quick oh. absorbing, um, uh, I mean, protein mainly first thing. So if you have, let's say whey isolate, hydrolyzed whey, even if it's BCAA, some EAAs, whatever you can get first thing to, to just, you know, um, and then open the, you know, open your, your, your gut, you know, and then have your first meal being whatever it is. I think no one, no one actually, because it's a family thing. It's, you know, a lot of people gather. So I usually tell them like, try chicken and rice with vegetables, high fiber. Um, and then, you know, some of them can, some of them can't. So, you know, I, I, tr I try to tell them have just that one plate, just that one plate and then come back within an hour and a half or two hours because it's such short period, you know, between breaking fast and then holding it again. You know, uh, so I try to tell them to eat every an hour and a half at least, you know, but just that one plate, don't, don't overdo it because most guys would just keep going. Keep plan the food, uh, buffet table syndrome. That's, that's exactly what it is. You know, over there, they put a huge, you know, plate and then everyone just takes from that plate. And then I just tell them, okay, if you're going to do that, have just that one plate first and then an hour and a half later, see how you feel. And then you can, you know, start to scale I, I, Psychologically, I do that myself. I do it with a lot of clients as well as even if they're going to those sort of like, I don't know, we can eat holiday resorts. It's just like you can have whatever you want as long as you can get it on one plate because it's almost damage limitation. Like you might you might be stacking pizzas on there, but at least it's one plate. You're going 10 plates deep. So it's 100%. 100%. It's, it's a clever way of doing it. It's a very, very smart way of doing it, especially with someone who's very hungry. Um, you, know, you, you know, you tell them, listen, that's all you have right now. In, a, in a two hours time, you can eat again, but it'll be that one plate. But some of the bodybuilders were very, very serious. They would actually cook proper diet meals and will have it every two hours. Yeah. Um, the issue that I had with most of the guys, as soon as they sleep, they start cramping because the minerals are, you know, from, from not drinking the whole day. Yeah. So I started telling them, like, even if you put salt with your water and try to drink it. The electrolytes, yeah. Just exactly, you know. I mean, some countries out there as well. That's the issue, isn't it? Say that again. Sorry, you're yeah. out there. That's the issue. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you know, I, I mean, I've I've seen in the Emirates, for example, in Dubai and places like that, you can buy electrolyte, you know, effervescent tablets, you know, and that would give you quite enough. But places like Syria and Iraq, you know, they they still don't have that kind of you know, luxury of having, you know, this many supplements. Yeah. Um, or they didn't, they never thought about it. Probably no one would, you know, all the distributors wouldn't even want to bring it. They, they don't even know what it's for. Um, you know, they, you know, they're not that educated. So I, I usually tell them just put some salt with your water and drink it, you know? Um, and I was like, okay, you know, we're eating now, but, um, you know, I'm very full even after that because I haven't eaten the whole day. I've put a plate and I'm too full. So I, I start telling them, okay, you don't have digestive enzymes because they, they don't import it there. They don't need it. Nice. So I'll talk, you know, some pineapple just for some digestive enzymes to, you know, just flush your, your food down. Yeah. Um, just for you to be able to eat again in two hours, it'll make you hungry a little bit, you know, um, in terms of training, this is, this is the hard part because I try to get them to train just about an hour before they break their fast. Um, so you train completely fasted. 
Yes, completely fasted, but then you cannot actually go, as we say, boss to the wall. Yes. You can't do that. Exactly. So what you're going to do is just a couple of sets here, a couple of sets there, and it's time to go home. As I said, it's all maintenance. You you really can't build muscle at, in, at this month. Um, you know, with this kind of food, it's it's really really hard. Um, but yeah. you know, some people and, don't even fast. So, <laughs> in fact, an interesting thing that I I don't know why I had this crazy idea. I thought like maybe like obviously not. I'm not religious, but for out of curiosity, I might I might try it for a day or two next year just to see what it felt like. Just oh, yeah. Uh, a curiosity of just to see how my body would feel, if that makes sense. The thing is, I, I get asked this question quite a lot because, I mean, I'm not particularly very religious. Um, so people ask me, like, are you fasting? No, I can't. I have a stomach ulcer. We can't do it. You know, um, uh, you know, I'm competing this year. You know, I, th- I think Big Grammy, actually, um, he, he, he fasts while he's dieting for a show. But that's when I said to you just a minute ago, I said to you, they switched the days around. Yeah. You know, they switch the morning to night and night to morning. So he sleeps the whole day. Uh, but they asked me, it's like, you know, what's the benefit, you know, of fasting? You know, I mean, obviously when you're, when you're, when you're like very religious and your faith is completely blind. Okay. I can say blind, but you know, when you're very into the religion, you kind of feel the benefits out of it because you want to feel it. Psychological. It's like the placebo effect absolutely absolutely it's like you know oh it's working it's amazing i know it's detox you know but at the same time you're depriving your body from fluids from minerals vitamins from you know um it's more of a i think more of the a a moral thing you know a very you know feeling what others you know the 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 poor i I understand that as well 100 percent gives you perspective in terms of scientifically how it works for the body I, i think it's a bit you know, it's, it, it is wrecking your body slowly. You know, I, I don't believe in it personally. Uh, this is my personal opinion. You know, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm against it or with it, but that's, I, I don't believe in it. Um, just because of the, the, you know, the, the fluid, if, if I can keep water in, that's not a problem, but have, yeah, it's, you know, having, it's almost like or dangerous to sound sick with heat out there. Exactly. I mean, I've seen people faint before. I've seen people, you know, completely pass out and, uh, you know, going to hospital, ending up on a, on an IV and, you know, well, I mean, fair enough. It's the religion. You need to follow it and everything. But if you're feeling ill, then I'm sure there's an exception somehow. So with, with your clients then, would you just look to get two to three average size, size meals in when they can eat? Yes. Yes. I mean, because as I said, it's a small period. So, yeah. uh, something I, I found like it's an interesting, be interesting your input on that was using like stuff like if, People struggling to get calories in is using things like almond butter because for at the last meal because it's so calorie dense. Yeah, you yeah. Like fifty grams of almond butter, that's a big whack calories without even thinking about it. There, there's a meal that has a name actually, uh, that which is the last meal of the day that before you complete almond butter meal. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like the, the last meal before you start fasting. Yeah. And I usually give them oats. Yeah. With uh, almond butter or peanut butter, you know, natural peanut butter. Um, I even, I even tell them to put some, uh, some, you know, some berries in there. Um, at at that point, because your body's going to stop eating for that long, there is no way your body's actually going to store anything, (laughs) you know? Um, uh, you know, it's, it's probably your, your, your body. I mean, I'll I'll be honest with you. 90% of people in the Middle East now put on weight during Ramadan and not actually lose weight. 
and it's it's funny. It's funny because for me, the way I look at it, it's supposed to be a healthy thing that you're doing. Because they're just eating junk in the window when they can eat. There's been exactly, exactly. So the first thing they do is just stuff their faces completely with with so much food, and they just keep eating from 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 uh, you know from uh, sun uh, sunset to sunrise. They just keep yeah. eating the whole the whole the whole go, you know. And it's uh, I, I find it really unhealthy, especially when you're doing that. Um, so I, I mean, it's I a relationship with food. I think in a lot of respects, ah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, again, it's, it's a, it's an education that, that, that is completely not there yet in the Middle East. Um, people still, I mean, I would, I would very much doubt if I hold a, a, a tub of protein in front of anyone in the, in the street, they'll probably turn around and say, oh, well, you know, that's probably, you know, what is this? Like they, people still don't know what that is. No. You know, so the, the 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 education in terms of nutrition is is not that high anyway. Now, in terms of your clients coming out of Ramadan, is there anything you do specifically to like oh, yeah. their digestion, the, like from a metabolic point of view, or anything like that? Because obviously, they're in a bit of a shitstorm in where they're going to be at digestively and metabolically, having been doing a severe fasting for a period of time. And uh, I mean, yeah. severe, but greatest respect to Ramadan. It's obviously yeah. from a healthiest perspective. Ideal. Yeah. Any trick I, I do for anyone? Yeah, I mean, I I do exactly what I do with my athletes when they're uh, when they're depleted after a show. I I usually um, uh, reverse sort of carb load or reverse diet. So start with smaller calories, smaller meals, and then slowly during every week I increase the food. Uh, obviously, I I don't. I mean, a lot of I tried putting people back to normal diets before, you know, like, okay, you know, Ramadan's finished, you know, there's your six meals, you know, steak pre-workout and, and, you know, dextrose. Oats and carbs. And yeah, exactly. And I realized a lot of people not only got fat even more is that a lot of people had problems with their digestive system. So a lot of, a lot of them started to develop IBS or something like that. And, or their IBS or that was there, it became even worse or, or, you know, they cannot absorb the, the, the dextrose that I give them during training. Uh, it just goes right through. So I started to introduce things really slow and that for the body to adapt slowly. Um, and, and it, and it worked much better. I kept the cardio in, especially at that time. Uh, just to kick their metabolism. I had a conversation with someone yesterday that I find, like at the moment, I've backed off my cardio quite heavily because my body's pretty lean now and I don't need to really push it. Just doing going for a walk for 60 minutes before uh-huh. breakfast stimulates my digestive system so well. Absolutely. Every, by the time I want to come around to eat, my first meal literally is a breeze. My body just like absorbs it straight through. As I said, I mean, we, we look at, we look for me, the way I look at thing I look at athletes, I, I look at with, with every athlete, every, every athlete has, has a gift. And for me, Dexter Jackson is one of the guys that I really look up to, especially at this age, he's 50 something and the guy's still lean and he still competes at a high level. And the way I look at him, if Dexter Jackson does cardio in the morning, you know, just to kick his metabolism, that means there's something right about it. And I started doing that just before I started dieting and it was working really well. And as you said, I get on the bike, you go out for a walk, whatever it is. It could be anything. It could be, it could be a cycle outside or something, but something you do an activity that you do on an empty stomach just to kick that, you know, your metabolism first thing in the morning is so important. 
um, it, it, it settles your your mind as well as your uh, as your, your your digestive system. Yeah. You know, in that sense, uh, makes you more hungry. You get your meals even more efficiently after because if you're if you have your meal, you're never you're never satisfied. You get to the second and after three hours, two and a half, three hours, you're still hungry and you still want to go on and on. You know, it's it's a lot of people. A lot of people as well as. As soon as I have my have my as soon as I've done my cardio, I have twenty grams of glutamine, uh, three grams of uh, taurine, a gram, a gram of glycine as well, so to try and help hydration, yeah. gut health repair, and get like my yeah. bladder fired up as well. So about I'll eat about twenty minutes after that. Again, try and get my stomach settled and ready for yeah. days food and coming and try and utilize it because it is not what you eat but what you absorb is everything. Yeah, absolutely. The thing is, we 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 always. As, as, as how we started as beginners, we used to think of how much protein and how much carbs and how much fats we should get in. Calories, you just worry about the, the minutiae too much of those. Exactly. Uh, you know, bring more protein because it builds muscles. But the way, what we never thought about is that how much your body can actually absorb. Yeah. And, and, um, and it's, uh, it's one of these things where now I started thinking about, it's like, okay, why did I drop this guy's protein a little bit? But he looks much better. You know, and you have to realize how much you're putting on your organs when you're putting this much protein, and and how much is your body going to actually use utilize out of this. And you can only use a certain amount at one sitting as well. So, like particularly so with Ramadan, if you're eating 150 grams of protein in one hit, your body's not using probably 110 grams of that for most people. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So this is this is Ramadan. As I said, I repeat this one more time. It's all about maintenance. You cannot build muscle during that unless you, you're your job is a bodybuilder and you can switch the days around you know or, or you're fairly new to training probably oh yes yeah probably you know um or you're already trying to lose weight <laughs> it's ideal for that but for yeah and shred life um, yeah. <laughs> i like that one <laughs> um, on a slightly different topic what would you say are the big differences in terms of culture wise with the Arabic nations in terms of food, what works then with clients, what doesn't work? Well, basically, I mean, obviously, yeah, especially Arabs. I mean, they, their food is, is quite dense. I mean, they cook with animal fat, I think. And especially in restaurants, uh, the, the type of food, the Mediterranean, I mean, Mediterranean Arab, Middle Eastern food is, is quite dense. They use a lot of lamb, uh, lamb meat, um, that we don't, basically use a lot of uh, beef sometimes but lamb is like the main thing uh oil a lot of oil a lot of um um uh, uh like nuts but even the nuts they fry the nuts as well and put them yeah. on 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 rice um so it's it's the the type of food itself just kind of slows you down you're trying to progress you know if you're trying to lose weight or if you're trying to get in shape or anything so you're going to have to set a, sort of like, especially if you're having a, a mother who cooks that kind of food and you need to like stay away from that. Yeah, you must I mean, I'm talking that. about youngsters, especially, you know, teenagers, you know, it's that, that's the biggest thing. And, you know, again, I went from, from the Middle East to America. America was even worse, you know, because of the, you know, the takeouts, the, the you know, the, the fast food was even worse. And now in, so in the Arab good out there as well. And it's just everywhere. And it's and it's not that expensive, you know. Right. You think about you know five guys here. You get a burger for eight pounds in America. It's like you go in and out, LA. You know, you, you're you're getting it for nothing, like four dollars or something. 
and uh, in in what they tried to do in the Middle East is that they they kind of fell in that kind of globalization system where they McDonald's has appeared, uh, Cheesecake Factory's there. The you know I could mention a lot of names, but you know it will take us the whole day. Um, but uh, you know they, they like that kind of uh, they no, try to Cheesecake Factory. That's one of my favorites. That's, that's yeah, it. yeah, I mean, to Dubai. Yeah, well, that's what it is. It's like, it, it, it's amazing for us as bodybuilders because we deprive ourselves from eating that. So it, it tastes much better. But imagine you're there living. Yeah, but you also realize as well, if you ate there on a daily basis, that I, I can't go there and eat a meal and it'd be under 3,000 calories. Like, it, it literally, like if you have, I think, like the bacon ranch salad, which is amazing, it's like 17, 1800 calories for a salad. And that's yeah. what I mean. Like, that's what I mean. So imagine yeah. a population that goes to eat in this kind of, you know, in, in, in a city full of that. Yeah. You know, so it's even harder uh, as, as athletes are concerned. If, if I'm speaking about athletes, I even find it hard to, to take them off cheat meals because they're used to it so much, you know. And now, I mean, in 2010 or 12, they opened the first uh, – uh, low calorie sort of diet um, restaurant in in Dubai, and uh, it, it was it was something completely new. And and just now in Dubai, all these new uh, prep companies, you know, meal prep companies, started to to kick off. Really protein well. House out there, there's a few of them, yeah. Yeah, so there's Protein House. There's uh, there's there's a, there's a few. I, I I don't even remember the names now, um, but it, it's kind of picked up really well. Kuwait is one of them as well. Uh, Bahrain, uh, Qatar, uh, Saudi Arabia, I'm not really, you know, uh, not really like clued up on, you know, it's a very closed area. What do you um, think caused the big boom in fitness scene out there out of curiosity? Okay. There's, there's something, there's two, there's two, I always talk about it. There's two things that a lot of people don't realize in the Arab countries. You're, you're not allowed in, in most of the Arab countries. You're not allowed to, uh, there's no clubs, there's no drinking. Um, or drinking is seen as something that is very shameful. So you don't go out to clubs, you don't meet girls, you don't. So where is your outlet? Yeah, well, you steam. What do you do? Exactly. Where Where do you want to get all this testosterone? Or you know, all that all that anger that you have as as a youngster. So you you do it in two things. You even start fighting in the streets, or you you know you build gyms for people, and they just end up training. And that's exactly what happened in Iran, for example. Uh, you know, people can't drink. They can't. They have no clubs. They have. They can't mix with women. Uh, there's nothing you can do other than. That's why they. Iran is huge when it comes to bodybuilding, and the, the fitness industry generally. You know, Iranians are known to be freaks. Um, so that's that's one part of it is that there's nothing else to do. Um, and on the other hand, it's again, the, the people are fed up of being obese. You know, they, they want to be like the American or the English. So the European guy. They idolize the Western. Yeah. Um, the Western. So I suppose the Arnold Schwarzenegger heyday look, I guess. Hey, uh, no, yeah. Yeah, completely. Hair, like muscly guy on the beach. as uh, well. Absolutely. Absolutely. They, they're uh, the, in the Middle East. Uh, they, they look at magazines and they look at Charlie Johnston <laughs> and uh, you know, they're like, okay, I want to be like that guy. I want to be like that guy, you know, because for them that is, uh, that is something that is completely different to their lifestyles over there. You know, um, 
uh, you know, they don't get to look like this. You know, you know, they don't have the, this, it's the lifestyle and the look that they get attached or, or attracted to. And, um, it, it kind of, you know, started that way and, and it, it worked, it, it is working. Um, but then, you know, we have to be, you know, I mean, they have to be very careful because a lot of other stuff are getting into the, into, into the, into the, 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 the industry. Um, and obviously I, I don't want to get into details on that, but you know, it's, um, uh, it's, you know, they're still kids. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Kids are, you know, as we say, when we we're young and dumb, yeah, we're learning things. Yeah. So, uh, that's, that's what part of it. That's the middle East for you. But nice. It's, um, it's an interesting dynamic there. Is there any, tips for your clients that you're running through with anything at the moment, particularly that you've learned in particular last few months, that's a fresh approach um, things working well. Yeah. I mean, um, the thing is with, uh, I'm going to talk because we've opened the topic about middle East. Um, and, and I'm going to talk about, um, you know, being a coach, coaching people from all around the world. I'm not only the middle East, but especially the middle East, because I'm obviously I'm, I'm dealing with a lot of people from there now. Um, you know, there are little things that you have to be clued up as a coach uh, in terms of nutrition and how you can uh, find alternatives um, to, to diet, uh, you know, to certain foods. Particularly geographically, because certain things aren't available in certain places. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, sweet potato in, in places like in Iraq, this is really hard to get. They don't even know what it is. When I said to them, do you have any yams or, or sweet potato? They're like, well, there's something like that. I mean, we never knew it. We know the normal potatoes. You know, something like broccoli, where you buy a broccoli floret for like ten dollars. Yeah. You know, not a lot of people can afford that. You know, um, and you get to places like you know, even in Dubai now. If I, you know, if I tell them salmon, they need to go buy frozen salmon because salmon is not something that is available. That, that and that's initially I was quite, I found that quite strange because salmon's not even something you think about as a a rare. Yeah, commodity. we're quite lucky here. <laughs> But I suppose we're yeah. next to the Atlantic and you've got salmon everywhere in Scotland. But um, yeah, you don't, you don't take these things into account sometimes. Absolutely. So for my, my advice to those guys is that get online. Use that Google for something that is going to benefit you. You know, sit down and find alternatives of fats and proteins and stuff like that. I mean, I can give tilapia to someone and then they won't find it. Like here, tilapia in the UK, we, it's hard to find ourselves. Yeah, you're um, but we, can, we, ha- we, we have cod which is probably even better in terms of, you know, nutrition value. Um, you know, but, um, uh, you know, th- people in the, in the, all around the world need to educate themselves to see what they can do. It's like, there's no avocado. Okay. In some countries. So what is the alternatives? You know, you need to get your fast through nuts through, um, you know, oil, oil. extra virgin oil, olive oil, exactly. Olive oil, you know, you know, so this is, this is definitely something that a lot of people should start looking into alternatives when you're out on holidays vacations you know how are you going to adapt to that country you need to kind of read before you get there you know you need to prep before you get there so i think this is the the main advice that i can give guys now especially now when we're kind of open now you know the internet did make information everywhere isn't like the only problem is it's it's um paralysis by too much information being thrown out that people don't know where to start, but it's trying to like nail down to right people such as yourself. And I like to think myself in terms of people who have the right information that will be able to help people to actually take a step forward with whatever it is they're looking to try and achieve. 
Of course, of course. I mean, the um, thing is, nowadays, I mean, there was there was an article that I was writing actually for Flex Magazine. I still haven't I haven't given it to them yet. Uh, the guy's been on my case, <laughs> and um, it is about it is about you know back in the day how we used to have magazines, and we had no one to look after us. We needed to learn through magazines. There was no internet back then you know, sitting down through a flex magazine and trying to look what diet am I going to do? You know, that is similar to that one over here. And my sources are very low. I can have eggs, lettuce, and rice. So what am I going to do here? And now, now the internet made everything looks too small. Now you can, can get hold of any information that you want over there. You have people you like yourself. Any product as well. Even if you're on, I go on Amazon prime now and buy a, Exactly. Fill it from their fresh counters. Be here tomorrow if I wanted. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, right now, apparently, the, you know, Amazon d does a same day delivery. So, I, I mean, come on. You know, we never had this luxury. And for for this new generation to have people like yourselves, like me, to be there to hand over all this that we've learned through years and give it to them, I think that's quite a luxury. And I think people should take advantage of that. I mean, you're investing in yourself. People will actually invest in, in a car, invest in, in, in clothes. But if you're not healthy, all this is irrelevant. Yeah. It's irrelevant. And you're, you're, the thing is, well, from a health perspective, like people are a bit reckless. And they don't think about their health that when they're trying to necessarily improve their physique, but you have to think of it on a basic terms, like the more healthy your body is, the yeah. better you progress and perform because it's allowed to do so. Essentially you are almost taking the handbrake off. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, um, I mean, as I said, I mean, before, I mean, I was, I was trying to advertise, you know, our, you know, our podcast session today. And I had so many questions regarding, you know, from the youngsters, you know, regarding, you know, how to start and when to start and, um, you know, what shall I do before I start, you know, and it, it's not, it, these are the things that you don't find on the internet. Let, mm. Let's be honest here. This is, the, this is when you, they sit down with, you know, myself, you, you, or other, any other coach or competitor and start asking them, so how did you start? Yeah. You know, we, I used to look at Dorian, you know, Dorian Yates. I used to look at him and think like, how did he start? And finally he, sp he spat it out. But the guy actually went down and, and, and researched everything before he even thought. Yeah, he was, was like a library. He was just like learning and reading. Exactly. Before he actually touched any weights. Yeah. Before he went to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. So he planned his, his journey before he even started. If, if it was going to be something that wasn't even worth it, he probably won't even do it. You know, uh, but, you know, you're serious. Exactly. Exactly. But I'm not expecting everyone to do that. But in the same time, I expect people to, to reach out to us because we're here to help, you know, and, and I've seen so many people hurt themselves and I really want to, you know, bring it, you know, alarm all these youngsters, like guys, we, we hear hello, you know, like, Come and ask, you know, we, we don't bite. We or, might look like models, <laughs> but you know, we're, we're not, you know, we're not that, that harsh, you know? Yeah. And it's one of those things. I think people need to like, it's, it's a courageous thing. The first step asking for help with particular, say someone's looking to lose weight as an example, like it's a big deal for someone to necessarily first time to go into a gym and it makes them probably feel very uncomfortable in that environment. And the best thing that I can say to them is look, if you can find a trainer to like, take you through everything that will give you the confidence. And once you've got that confidence, you can train and execute mm. movements correctly. That's a gift that you'll have for life. And the same as having a coach to be able to teach you how to eat. 
what to take, yeah. when to take, how to improve your sleep. These are all skills and gifts that once you've learned them, you'll have them forever. And that's only like an investment in yourself that like it was going to pay over thousands of times over for every single day of your life uh, once you've learned these skills. Yeah, I mean, uh, one, one of the questions that I had is, uh, how do you organize yourself? You know, how, how, how do you... personally? You know, yeah. yeah organized chaos would be the... The, um, the best thing I would say for organizing myself, so from a business and life perspective, is I love a list. So I... <laughs> I I just go through, I have lists for everything. So I get up in the morning, I've got lists sitting next to me right now of what I need to do every single day and I just go through that list because it gets, it takes the anxiety out of my brain of thinking I need to meal prep, I need to pack my gym bag, I need to do, get ready for the podcast, I need to upload a YouTube video, I need to do X, Y, Z. If you've got all these things floating around in your brain, that's yeah. like negative stress you don't need and you can't concentrate and focus on being successful and all of those at the same time. Whereas yeah. you compartmentalize and break tasks down into say, okay, I can do this one and this one and this one. You can then work through that list and break it down into small chunks. It'd be the same as like yourself for competing or with people when they want to lose weight. That if you look at the, the journey and the progress you have to make as an overall, that like, oh, Jesus, I need to lose 10 kilos. That's very daunting. Whereas if you're like, okay, I need to lose a kilo a week for 10 weeks, that's then not so bad and it then becomes manageable. Of course, of course. I mean, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, a lot of the guys are, are probably falling in in that particular uh, uh, mistake is that, um, um, you know, I need I need sleep. Okay, guys, it's fine. We do need sleep to recover and everything. But, I mean, technically, you don't, you know, as Arnold says, sleep faster. Yeah, that's literally, that's literally one of my favorite sayings. You know, sleep faster. You're going to sleep later, you know. And and this it's is what the sleep you get. And this is what I was saying. People don't think about the skills of what they're thank doing. Thank you. Thank if you. You're you know. watching YouTube at twelve thirty at night, and then you're trying to go to sleep. You're just staring at a bright laptop in a dark room. When, in your room. Uh, this is this is this is a good thing that you just said that because this is exactly what I'm trying to explain here to guys who come to me. Is like, uh, yeah, we're trying to you know build some muscle, but then our main aim is to compete and become body. Like, do you know what it takes to become a fitness model, a bodybuilder, a men's physique, or a, a, you know, a muscle model, whatever you want to call it. It takes a lot of discipline. It takes a lot a long of organization. You know, as you said, now your sleeping protocol, if I wanted to sit down here and tell you what's your sleeping protocol, you'd probably take another five minutes out of my pocket. I tell you what, the one thing that I will recommend to anyone that has changed my life in the last six months and it's incredibly straightforward, and no one will probably ever guess this, is using nasal strips when I sleep. Because wow. I don't breathe properly through, I'm not a nasal, like I don't breathe through my nose when I breathe, as you should do, I breathe through my mouth. So when I yeah, sleep, I'm the same, yeah. I snore, and then I, I breathe through my mouth. And also it makes it means I have high blood pressure because I'm not getting the nitric oxide released from the air coming through my nasal cavity, which is then yeah. affects my health. So by Absolutely. using... The nasal strips alone, the quality of my sleep is a million times better. I can actually breathe properly when I sleep. My yeah. wife doesn't hate me for snoring as much. <laughs> the bonus. And also yeah. my health is a million times better for the most simple fix that you could ever think of. So that's that's exactly what I mean. You guys need to try out there, you know. It's like, you know, I mean, I was asked this question not long ago, like, what do you do? Uh, you know, I the, the the person who asked me, um uh you know, had a lot of issues uh, recently. She's suffers anxiety and, uh, you know, 
she lost someone in the family and, and she's having this problem sleeping. And um, I gave her my sleeping protocol. She used only half of it and she's back to normal sleeping now. She's back to training. She's, you know, every, everything kind of became like a chain. If you sleep well, you wake up early, you do a car, you do your cardio, you go do your cardio. You eat. The day starts off successfully. Exactly. And, um, you know, and then, um, you know, again, another, another person came and it was like, okay, you know, what am I doing wrong here that I'm not being able to get any sleep? And part of it is your device. It's the devices around you. You know, a lot of people, you know, I've, I've been reading about devices and what they do while you're sleeping and stuff like that. And I mean, we, we all know what, how the human body works, you know, but in terms of electronically how it works, none of us probably researched it. Yeah, it's a magnetic field. The Wi-Fi field come off that. You exactly. got to find it. Your exactly. Brain. You know, that runs through you like a million times a second, you know, and, you know, that keeps you awake. And, and a lot of people, not even that. I mean, if, if I, if I would sit down on Instagram right now, just, just leisure, I'll probably take another half an hour out of my day. I mean, that half an hour is quality of your sleep getting just basically pushed down, you know, <laughs> the, you know, the drain, um, you know, and I, I use, I use some, you know, melatonin. I use, um, uh, five HTP. I use, uh, you know, zinc and magnesium. Yeah. Um, all, all these things that, you know, when I tell people, it's like, really, is that how much you take for you to be able to sleep? It's like, you guys don't understand. It's not that, it's, it's not, it's, it's the quality that I'm getting that I don't need to sleep eight hours anymore. I sleep five and I'm okay. To give another example, so like something else I've started doing is using the sleep stack by uh, supplements that Dr. Dean put together and that I use an app called uh, Sleep Cycle. And since I've started using that, it shows my sleep quality has improved 10%. And if you think your sleep quality improves 10% every night, that over a period of time is huge. Well, there you are. I mean, I think, I think here when, when, you know, your listeners listening, listen to this, they already have a sleeping protocol that we just spat it out here. Yeah. You know, you know, you've just given them the, you know, the answer, yeah. you know, um, and, and that would, would solve half your problems. Um, uh, one of the, one of the other questions that, um, um, that came over uh, for both of us, actually it's the, it's the mental um, uh, aspect of, you know, when you're, when you're competing or getting ready for a show or even, you know, dieting for any, any event, it's like, how do you deal with the outside um, pressure. pressure and your surroundings, you know, and you have to be like, I have this thought a lot sometimes with business as well because like I not cut people off, but you have to, if you want to be very successful at what you want to do, you only have a finite amount of time in the day. So you can't necessarily be hanging around people in a harsh respect who are literally just filling voids in your day. If you've got things to be doing. So you have to be um, selfish to be selfless, if that makes sense. So you have to be first and be selfish to be successful for your family, yourself, and then to achieve it in life. So like, and it comes, comes to going things like weddings and stuff like that. I like, I'm going to a wedding on Saturday. I'm going to take my food with me. <laughs> I, I'm not competing. Well, it, I just, it, it is what it is. It is it what is, it is. is. And like, people can say what they like and I don't give a shit, but it is what it is. And I, I'll keep my food in the car and I'll go and eat quickly and like I'm back again and then that's it. Like there's no... A common thing that we probably most most of us did is opening a Tupperware of fish 
or or some sort of chicken, whatever, broccoli on the train. Oh, my plane team just disappear, just evaporate. <laughs> I was on the plane yesterday back from uh, Marbella and it looked like this woman was very high over sitting next to me. She was not impressed when I sat there opening up my chicken after about an hour of the flight. So, yeah. Well, again, that's, that's the, that's the, 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 those are the sacrifices I would call, you know, like people will you know, look at you and think like, what is this weirdo doing right here? Well, that's not a sacrifice to me. That's just me living my life because of something. Absolutely. Absolutely. But then, you know, a lot of people kind of feel shy about it. Like, yeah, you, know, pressure people, you know, um, you know, I think a lot of the, um, a lot of the, 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 the youngsters now, they probably still live at home and stuff. And, it kind of yeah, feels. I imagine that is more challenging. Respect, like yeah, things like imagine different. Like, like your mum wants to make you dinner, like having family meals. And I think yeah. in the greatest respect, the best thing you can do, and like I should have done this when I was younger. Sit down with your parents, your spouse, your parents. Look, this is what I want to achieve. Like I still love you, and I want to spend dinner with you, but I have to eat my own thing, and I'll sit with Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Again, this wife, is. I eat different things pretty much ninety nine percent of the time. But it doesn't mean feeling different about each other. He chooses yeah. different way. Like we look different, with different bodies. Like we don't need the same nutrients. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, 99% of, of families would support you if you come up straight up and communicate. Um, it's it's when they find out that you know one of a sudden is like, so what brings you to to that fitness thing? What brings you to the gym now? Like one of a sudden you've changed. It's like no, you need to sit down and address these things to your family. And I think I think it's really important that they know exactly what you're doing. The why? Because a lot, say that again. It's, it, it's what's the why behind everything? Like why are you doing? Like exactly. You the why exactly. behind something, then you can justify it. And absolutely, absolutely. Treat it, treat it like you're. You've just you have a, a part time job. This is your part time job, that and you just need to tell your parents why you're doing it. Yeah. You know, um, and and uh, you know, family, maybe your spouse. You know, your even if you live with your brothers or sisters or whatever. They, I think, I think it's really important that they know what you're getting into and for that's that's solving half the problem because you've already told them it's when they don't know and they serve your food or when you're dieting and they they pick on you or you know patronizing or whatever it is i think i think once you tell them like guys this is this is what's going to happen this is what it is this is what's going to happen this is what i want to achieve i think it's it, i think it solves a lot of the the issue here especially dealing with, as you said, dealing with the surroundings, you just need to block everything away and, and just, you know, move in your own lane. A lot of, a lot of the guys now, you know, they start doing whatever they're doing. They progress a little bit, a few pictures on Instagram. And again, your surroundings, Instagram, as far as people are, they're close to you. They're right on your phone. You know how to deal with that. You know, don't, if you don't, if you don't want to post, don't. That you, know? you don't want to do. That's, that's yeah, I mean, again, what do you want to do? Do you want to do you want to be a successful Instagrammer, or do you want to become a successful athlete, or or do you want this your lifestyle? What do you want to do exactly? Because if you're trying to seek validation from most people, you're you're gonna get hurt. Because not everyone's gonna like how you look. Oh no, and people will always shoot you down. Like that's just the nature of the beast. I mean, excuse my language. I've had people shitting on me. All right. <laughs> you know, sorry for using that language, but I mean that, that, you know, social media, I've had rows and, and, 
you know, I learned where I think I think you agree with that actually, Charlie. I mean, we're we're the um, the generation that lived the before the social media and during the social media now. So we kind of made every mistake on the book, (laughs) (laughs) you know, Uh, and you know, we've, we've replied to people for no reason. We don't even know these people. We've, we've all done that. We've argued with people before we've, we've, we've commented silly comments on others and we didn't realize how hurtful it is or because, because there's no actual, um, you know, face, facial expressions. We kind of, hurt a lot of people sometimes people hurt you and they don't you don't realize and it's really really important as an athlete especially as a youngster that would I mean i've heard about bullying and stuff you know um i think it's really important that you block yourself out of this if it's, it's even better to not even put your progress pictures i think it's it's just too painful to see people getting you know spoken about not only on social media but outside social media as well like look at how this guy looks he looks crap like dude the guy is progressing he's only young you know and it's subjective i like it it's all relative it depends he might look crap to you but is that the best he's ever looked so progress is progress yeah the thing is there's a guy that i want to shout out on here go for it and i am so so proud of him um i forgot his surname Connor. Oh yeah, Connor Crompton. Oh yeah, mate, Connor's yes. Connor's my boy. Yeah, yeah. Connor, I saw this guy, and the reason why I shout out because we're talking about youngsters and how to come up into the sport. He's got such a lovely like work ethic, attitude, and his family are so loving and supporting. Like, you know what? I remember him the first day he entered the gym. I was standing there, and he just looked at me, and he's like, like he he had this look in his eye like like holy crap this guy's huge and and obviously i wasn't even that big that then and uh, i just remember you know talking to him and i just knew where he was heading he the, the boy knew where he was going he's a good role model for uh for the for the youngsters for the sport uh he's done really well i i wouldn't have said that if i didn't see him in good condition i'm not gonna lie but because he's reached where he's reached today being the way he is with his attitude with his work ethic the way he speaks is so um intellectual you know the the boy is so he's a good role model he's a good ambassador for youngsters and that's why i'm shouting you know i gave him the shout out here um i I hope he listens to that and uh you know go connor man (laughs) (laughs) so um to wrap this up with a final point, what would be the biggest tip you would have for younger clients you have who come into the fitness industry then? Okay. My biggest, biggest tip I can give is do your research, but listen to one person. If you're getting ready for anything, listen to that one person because it's so confusing out there. Yeah. And you'll just mind fuck yourself. Excuse my French by asking every Tom, Dick and Harry down the gym. He said, Oh, you should be doing this. My mate Bill down the pub said I did this. Absolutely. Stay stay clean guys. Or whatever it is. Exactly. Just stay clean, focus in your lane, listen to that one person, but you need to be very wise. Who's that person's going to be? Because if I, if I'm going to go down, you know, speaking to that, jacked guy over there you know that's that's not going to end up too well yeah and it's like 
just because someone looks a certain way doesn't mean they necessarily know what they're talking about. So. Exactly, exactly. But as I said, listen to that one person. Stay with that person for a long time. Give him a chance uh, to to work with you. A lot of the a lot of us coaches, by the way, we don't know your bodies, guys. We don't know how your body works unless we try different things, and then we thought, aha, this is how the, your body works. That's not good for you. That's good for you. So give give those coaches a chance to work with you. Um, and then, uh, just, you know, keep reading, you know, and just listen to that one person. That's, that's exactly what I'm going to say. That pretty much reiterates what I would have said as well. So I, I agree with you entirely. The best thing I would say that I made this mistake I made when I was younger was not educating myself enough and not going out to seek people who had more knowledge than I did to learn from. And now I'm almost on the other end of the spectrum where I want to all out front for learning everything under the sun so I can become the master of everything. And okay. I'm the, more gonna you, ask you. the more you learn, the yeah. less you feel like you know, because there's so many different ways to go about the same result. So Charlie, I'm going to ask you a personal question here. Go for it. Before we wrap up. Okay. You're, you're a star sign. You're a Capricorn, right? Uh, Sagittarius. Well, almost there. Right. <laughs> I'm really big into star signs. I'm not really sure. What, what, what no, but, uh, I would. I was. I was thinking because you're. You're since day one, I've, I met you in the gym. You were very quiet. I'm, so, an, I'm a natural introvert, which is a very. You, you absorb and listen. Yeah, and, I'm a watcher. I wouldn't say absorb. I would say you observe. Yeah. You know, you don't absorb much. You observe and you just stay quiet. And this is what probably. Um. Um. I, I always thought that you never approached any any of us back then. You know. And then uh, now you've just, you know, confirmed that you could have, you could have asked us. <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny thing that being a natural introvert now with what I do is quite extrovert, but I like to spend a lot of time on my own still, which is um, just my own personal characteristics and what I'm like as a person. So, yeah. So um, I want, I want everyone to know that I am working on a documentary. I'll be working with uh, different kind of people. I'm not going to say too much, but at one of the episodes, I'm actually personally inviting you into, into one of the, um, uh, into the series. Um, I want, I want to see you train with one of the guys. I'm not telling you who it is. It's going to be a complete surprise. Okay. Um, I'm away a bit the next few months, but let me know. I'm I will book you in, uh, you know, whenever, whenever you're free, you know, uh, we just need to get the, uh, our, uh, uh, photographer, our film guy, to be ready because he's also on a busy schedule. Um, you've worked with him as well, which is deserves a good shout out. Actually, Magic Mike yeah. uh, and um, Michael Reed. You know, yeah. uh, he deserves that. He's a he's a he's a good good editor. He's a good photographer, um, and I hope that everyone has a very successful uh, year this year. It seems to be very bright so far. So, uh, yeah, and what's you your do? what's your social media handle so people can find you, uh, Faisal? Um, it's, uh, the dictator 23, um, obviously, and I have hard body HQ, which is more showing people what I'm doing here and there. It's not very active though. Um, um, as I said, because I'm quite old school, I don't put much into my social media, but, um, I will start now. I, I, as I said, I need to, I need to start to, um, put in good content for people. They deserve it. I mean, I've, I've done this for quite a while now and I think another couple I mean, how long do I have another couple of years and I'll probably hang my trunks and uh, try to give back to, uh, to, uh, to the sport. 
and uh, that's where I need my social media to pick my yeah. ass up a little bit. Understand. Uh, so uh, let's hope it works well. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. So thank you very much for having you on board. Thank you. I'm honored. I'm honored. Yeah. Thank you. Catch up with you soon. Cheers, bud. Definitely. Thanks a lot, man.